I do have a question about FreedomWorks' name, though. I mean, I'm kind of. I think it'd be interesting I if someone started like Fascism Works. To the Daily Caller podcast. This is episode three, and today we've got uh, a wide range of things to talk about. So let's dive right into it. First of all, I'm Vince Colonies from the Daily Caller. We're joined today once again by Taylor Bigler and Jamie Weinstein, and now we've made the addition of Deputy Editor Will Ron, who's here for episode three. Good to be here. It's a test run. We tried with episode two, but he used this really awkward voice. So we had to re-record the whole thing. So we've, we're attempting Again, to it's speak. my normal speaking voice. We're so trying to keep it from using on. it again. This is actually a test. <laughs> See if he'll be invited back. That's why we pre-recorded these things. Will's actually been on every episode. So please, in, in the comment section, comment section, uh, vote yes for Will, or, or do we vote him off the island? Uh, this will just determine if he uh, comes back at all. Actually, this entire show yeah, is really a popularity contest about Will Ron. So anyway, what's, here's what's going on in the news today. Let's lead with something that's actually pretty amazing. Tom Coburn is out with a new report on government waste today, and he's leading with something that is absolutely, depending on your perspective, hilarious, necessary, or absurd. Uh, out of, this is. I'm going to read from his report. This is about the Department of Homeland Security. More than $35 billion has been spent on Department of Homeland Security grant programs since 2003 with the intent to make Americans safer from terrorist attacks. For instance, paying for first responders to attend a Halo counterterrorism summit at a California island spa resort featuring a simulated zombie apocalypse. And, <laughs> and this is what our government's spending money on. I think uh, you're acting way too flippantly about this. Yeah. It, it's all a matter of time. Do you really yeah. think do you but do you really think that Have you ever seen the documentary The Walking Dead? The documentary The Walking Dead? Yes. It is. If, if, if that's a documentary, it's very popular. Yeah. It's one of those things where you know people poo-poo it uh, when it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But when when a zombie apocalypse does happen in this country, we're going to be pretty happy that we had a few people, uh, first responders, really? who knows how to deal uh, with zombies when they come out to kill people. So I'm I'm for this. Yeah, but Jim, I mean, you got to keep in mind, like why. Why do we need the government spending money uh, encouraging people to, encouraging Americans to do things that they're already quite good at, uh, stumbling around like idiots and shooting each other down in the street? Yeah. I'm Jamie, by the way. (laughs) Nice to meet you. How are you? It's good to be here. Shooting zombies, I mean, that is sort of like our video game culture, right? Like every game. In fact, Call of Duty is not cool enough because until it has a zombie mode. They had to add like a zombie mode to the game. Yeah. So, and zombie Nazis. Yeah, we're, well, aren't we like pretty well trained at, at thwarting zombie attacks? Also, our murder rate is like incredibly high. It's, again, Americans know how to shoot each other. It's I good to see you, Bob Costas. I didn't realize you were on the podcast. <laughs> I, I do like the band semi-automatic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, I'm I do, leaving. Goodbye. I do like the realistic nature of the uh, the, uh, the the play. We, it's on YouTube. You can actually see the zombie apocalypse. Uh, you're the There's player, a video right? of like all these people just kind of like slowly lurching around with with these like fake semi-automatic weapons, semi-automatic weapons being fired at them, and they're like it's incredibly realistic and, and exaggerated th- deaths. Think of the economic benefit of this because usually all the costumes are sold at Halloween, but now costume shops can be opened up all year round if we regularly have zombie apocalypse demonstrations like this. So I, I think it's actually another way to bring us out of our economic funk. Yeah, I mean, you think about all the unemployed actors who this is giving good work to. Yeah. These are uh, excellent points. Yeah. I don't think any, anyone thought these of These are terrible points. 
I think they're good points. Uh, I, I'm I'm all in favor of this. I'm actually also in favor of Tim Coburn's report because there's a lot of paper. I think it's Tom. Paper, uh, <laughs> Tom Tom Coburn, right? Senator from Oklahoma's report. Uh, because it, there's a lot of pa- paper manufacturers who are probably uh, finding this useful for them to sell paper. So I think it's a stimulus project all around. Yeah, I think this is going to bring us out of it. It's pretty absurd. Anyway, so the Coburn's report comes out today, and it's got it's it's full of things like this. But the banner item is that government grants went towards a zombie apocalypse training. Yeah, uh, just, just for the record, those of us who are close to, to Tom Coburn call him Tim. So as <laughs> you can tell, I'm I'm the only one here that, that actually uh, knows uh, Tim And that's why we all well. called you Jim. Yep. <laughs> all right. You're so, looking good, Jamie. Thank you. In addition to Coburn's report, also out today is uh, new details about why this Tea Party group, Freedom Works, has all of a sudden lost like all of its leadership, most notably Dick Armey, who's sort of been the ba- the guy who's run this thing forever, uh, the former chairman now, and he's left, and he left with some sort of like eight million dollar deal. Is that his really his name? It is really his name. <laughs> it's long. It's long. It's a long story. Yeah. Uh, no, but this is a pretty interesting story by our own Alex Pappas, who is not at this podcast now. Uh, I, the, the story is that he left because. Uh, the the real head of uh, he's kind of like a figurehead of, of Freedom Works. But the are, we, real, are we talking about Pappas now? Yeah, no, we're talking the real the real head of uh, Freedom Works is uh, uh, Matt Kibbe, uh, Matt Kibbe uh, and he put out a book uh, and pr- kind of used Freedom Works uh, to make money uh, uh, for himself. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, of course, uh, and he used the staff to write it and was kind of uh, making money off it. And supposedly, Dick Army thought this was unethical, uh, so he kind of uh, uh, you know. Uh, work to deal out to, to leave. Uh, fun fact about Matt Kibbe, he has mutton chops. That's true. It's true. He's from the 18th century or 19th century. Uh, the Army did not mention that as a reason for why he left. The mutton chops weren't on the list. Well, that's the story yet to be uncovered, that he demanded that if he does not shave his mutton chops... Uh, I'm he, out. He, he's out. <laughs> and, and Kibbe said, you know, there's one thing that I won't do, and that's shave my mutton chops. Yeah, yeah or maybe he wanted him to grow a mustache for Movember. It's, it's important for D.C. libertarians to not go out of their way to look eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like you know the stand on principle uh, that you know you know I'm going to resign, but only after I cut an eight million dollar deal yeah. uh, with Freedom Works. It's not like this man is uh, making such well, a, that's such sort a stand. Of, that's sort of like the criticism that I've seen percolating like all day today, which is like, how can you say that you're upset that uh, Matt Kibbe's making say you know twenty thirty thousand dollars off this book? When you're leaving with an eight million dollar deal, but it seems to me like I, I think that there's an argument actually to be made in the opposite direction. I mean, what what Army's argument seems to be is that hey, look, how can you use FreedomWorks resources to write this book mm-hmm. and then take all the profits from it, regardless of the amount of money? I can see that as a principal stand. Yeah, eight million dollars. That's more than I make in a week. Am I right, folks? Huh? <laughs> But uh, again, that's vote yes for Will Ron continuing on the podcast. Will probably will not be on the show tomorrow. Uh, we are not going to say it's because he was thrown out of this. Uh, there's all types of reasons, I suppose. He, he won't be here. You guys, a lot of you, you guys have been watching Freedomworks for a while, and it sort of it, it popped up as soon as the Tea Party became a big movement. One of the sources who spoke to Pappas says that there's a fe- from inside uh, Freedomworks says there's a feeling by a lot of folks that Freedomworks is shifting over to become a promotion vehicle for Matt Kibbe. And one of the complaints in the piece was, you know, uh, concern over whether or not Army was getting bumped out of, like, press appearances for Kibbe's benefit. Yeah. Do you, is that is that true? And you're, I mean, you guys, you know, when you reach out to FreedomWorks, do you feel like it's the Kibbe show, or? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just in favor of letting Freedom work, and if the FreedomWorks wants to turn in yeah. uh, to a promotional vehicle for Matt Kibbe, I'm for Freedom, so let it be. Let it be. All right. 
Anything else, Will? I'm still hung up on his still legal good birth name. <laughs> Taylor, any thoughts on FreedomWorks? No. Does, free, <laughs> does Freedom work? You know, the amount of bumper stickers that those guys put out and, like, wall calendars yeah. and shit like that. Are we allowed to say shit on the Daily Caller podcast? Yeah, we'll just have an explicit label next to it now. Okay, all right. Thanks, Will. We Fuck it, we're doing Dick a lot, Army. man. <laughs> yeah, we did say Dick Army. I do have a question about FreedomWorks' name, though. I mean... I'm kind of. I think it'd be interesting I if someone started like fascism works. No, no one, no one comes up with. It always has to be like liberty, freedom. What about fascism works or uh, uh, shutting down free speech works? That's that's an organization or, I think would be much more interesting. Yeah, smart. smart or to go back. Well done. Or Mubarak worked. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mubarak worked. Mubarak worked. Yeah. I think Will would be president of that organization. <laughs> All right, so uh, in addition to... Just for the record, when I, when I mentioned that, Will is smiling, saying yes, and picking his nose all at the same time. It's fascinating how many people pick their nose on this Hey, pass the bong, Jim. Uh, the, the other side of the, the purging going on on the right actually includes a bunch of conservative Republicans in the House who are now being purged out of their committee assignments for not voting alongside uh, John Boehner and the House leadership in the Republican Party. Yeah. And what we're hearing now is that a lot of these guys only found out that they were being taken off these committees by way of press accounts. They didn't know. Nobody told them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michigan Representative Justin, is it Amash or Amash? We'll call him what we want. Whatever. Okay. Am- Amish. <laughs> Justin <laughs> I mean, Amish. He might be Amish. I don't know. Who's been... He's, uh, he's uh, Palestinian. He, uh, he was removed from the House Budget Committee, and he wrote this really long post on Facebook, and I'll read just... Just a part of it. I haven't highlighted any portions, so these will all be picked at random. Um, Rumor has it that I've been removed from the House Committee on the Budget. Remarkably, I still have not received a single call, email, or text from Republican leadership confirming this story. In fact, I wouldn't even have learned about it if not for the news reports. Uh, I think this reminds me, uh, if you've seen the movie The Office, where they tr- try to work a way out uh, from o- office space. Office space, sorry. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the team teaching that one. might the, not be invited back the, on the, the podcast. Yeah. The, well, in the movie, they, uh, they try. They try. Fool. They, I'm trying to make a very important point here. Right, go back to the uh, movie. Yeah. The, uh, so they try to work uh, out one of the guys there, and, and the, the way they do is they cut off his paycheck so they don't have to have confrontation. His, his paycheck. Okay. Uh, so this is in a way to avoid, avoid confrontation. I, I like the move. I'm all in favor of this. What was that guy's name? Milton. No, Milton. Milton. Oh, Milton's from Office Space. The stapler. I mean, this this purge of conservatives that we're seeing in Washington right now, we got uh, Justin Amash, we got Matt Boyle. I mean, that's problematic. Yeah, so what we have, what they're they're saying, uh, including Justin Amash, is supposedly House leadership had a, a baseline percentage of votes that these guys were supposed to vote with them on. And these conservatives that have been taken out of these committees are saying, look, we voted with these guys 95% of the time. So what is it? How, what, they want answers now as to why they were chosen to not be a part of this. Their batting average wasn't high enough. They're sending them back to the minors. That's the way it works. This is major leagues. Great, great metaphor. <laughs> I don't know if Stinky. it makes any sense. I like saying it, though. There's, there's no crime in politics, right, Jim? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know... Look, I mean, a lot of people are going to be upset uh, saying that, you know, this is punishing people taking principled stands. Um, But this is what leadership does. You should vote for different leaders if you don't like it. What do you think Boehner will be able to accomplish now, though, with his change in committee assignments? Is this, I mean, is this just rewarding people who have been loyal to him? Or is there an actual long-term benefit for uh, the House leadership? Um, You know, I'm not for benefits or negatives. I think it's just that he felt the need to show who's boss. 
And now we know who's boss. Not Justin Amish. Not Justin Amish. Right. Not Dick Armin. <laughs> not Dick Armin. Well, Dick Armin is boss. He made $8 million uh, and pretended he was... So it's actually principal. a pretty boss move. Yeah. yeah. No. He, the other guy made like thirty thousand and made out to be the villain. <laughs> so I think I think. Uh, Do we know he made thirty thousand? No, like, I think someone made that number. We just made that number up here. That's what. Uh, that's slightly less than half for what we got for the Blizzard King. I believe. Slightly less than half. Yeah, yeah. something something in uh, below half sounds sounds right. <laughs> we need his book agent. The Lizard King available on Amazon.com now. Uh, wherever ebooks are sold. Where, wherever internet is accessible. Written uh, by Jim Weinstein and <laughs> uh, Wally Run. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to episode three of the podcast. By the way, the Daily Caller podcast, as you may have heard in, in various capacities, whether on this podcast or online, is constantly on life support. We really need you to tweet. There's a guy named Tucker Carlson, if and he doesn't read his tweets. I'll print them out and fax them to him. He's vicious. But he is vicious, and uh, he's running bow tie, around. right? Bow tie. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. He wears it constantly. Uh, he's been running around with a scalpel, and one of the things he's planning on cutting is this podcast. You may agree with them, but don't tell them that. To send a tweet to them and let them know that uh, this podcast should continue. Go because Taylor will speak more in follow-up podcasts. She will. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Gentlemen. <laughs> You're welcome, gentlemen. Jim. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>